Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, and welcome back to Unknown History, a podcast full of quirky tales from the past. The stories I'll be telling in upcoming episodes will be primarily based off my new book, When Churchill Slaughtered Sheep and Stalin Robbed a Bank, which is coming out in November from Picador, USA. It was a moonless night, and the rain was being driven horizontal by the wind. The villagers of corsier sur vevey on the shores of Lake Geneva in Switzerland, were already in their beds, unaware that a macabre crime was about to be committed on their doorstep. The 1st of March, 1978, was to be a night of grave robbery, deception and ransom. Two criminals, dressed in black, scuttled into the little village cemetery. One of the men, Roman Wardas, was a 24-year-old petty criminal from Poland. The other, 38-year-old Gansho Ganev, was from Bulgaria. Together, they'd hatched a plot intended to net them a fortune. The two men stumbled in the darkness as they picked their way through the 400 graves. Most of the tombs were marked with simple wooden crosses, but one was far grander. Sculpted from white stone, it was engraved with the words Charles Chaplin, 1889 to 1977. The world's most famous comedian, who owned a mansion in the village, had died just two months earlier on Christmas Day. As the rain sluiced down, Wardus and Ganev pulled out a pickaxe and started to dig their way round the grave. The soil was still loose, even though the rain had made it wet and heavy, and it took them almost two hours to reach their goal. Shortly after midnight, they managed to prise Charlie Chaplin's coffin from its resting place. They heaved it across the churchyard and loaded it into the back of their estate car. They then drove it to a cornfield at the eastern end of Lake Geneva, dug a shallow grave and reburied the coffin. It was the perfect hiding place. The villagers of corsier sur vevey noticed that something was amiss early on the following morning. A mound of freshly dug earth and an empty grave was evidence of the terrible crime that had taken place. The grave is empty. The coffin has gone, a local police official told the growing number of reporters who began to converge on the village. At the Chaplin mansion, one of the domestic staff commented, Lady Chaplin is shocked. We all are. We can only wonder why. Why should this happen to a man who gave so much to the world? Why indeed? The crime was a complete mystery. No one came forwards to admit to having exhumed the body. And for the next ten weeks, precious few clues came to light. Swiss police launched a major investigation. They also asked Interpol to help solve the crime. But it proved a hopeless task. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The true reason for the crime wouldn't become apparent until May 1978, ten weeks after the body had been stolen. The Chaplin family began to receive strange phone calls demanding ransom money. The blackmailers revealed they had Chaplin's body and it would not be returned until they received the massive sum of $600,000. The family refused to negotiate, forcing the body snatchers into a corner. They now lowered their ransom to $250,000. The police had been monitoring the Chaplin family phone line ever since the empty grave had been discovered. When the two grave robbers announced that they'd give their final demand by telephone at 9.30am on a certain morning, the police monitored all 200 telephone kiosks in the Lausanne area. It was to prove the criminal's undoing. That very morning, Wardas was captured making his ransom demand. Ganev was arrested soon after. The last major hurdle for the police was to find Chaplin's corpse. The two grave robbers had forgotten the place where they'd reburied it, and it took some time to locate the spot. But after two and a half tense months, Charlie Chaplin was back in safe hands. Wardas and Ganev were convicted of disturbing the peace of the dead. They were also convicted of trying to extract a ransom. Wardas was sentenced to four and a half years of hard labour. Ganev, his inept accomplice, was given a suspended sentence of 18 months. Charlie Chaplin's body was taken back to the little village cemetery and given a second burial. This time, his final resting place was to be just that. It was sealed with a thick slab of concrete. If you've been listening and enjoying the show so far, I'd really appreciate if you left a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. We love providing the show to you free of charge, and reviews help more listeners to find our show and know what it's about. Thanks again. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.